Welcome to the Hatch and Curiosity podcast, where homeschooling families cultivate innovation through curiosity, creativity, and critical thinking. I'm your host, Christina Hatch. You're listening to episode 13, Thrown into Homeschooling. I'm coming at this episode from a different angle this week. I've had so many different ideas on topics lately, it's been hard for me to narrow it down. But after reading a compassionate post from a friend on Facebook, I was inspired to create this special episode for those who are new to homeschooling as a resource for my usual listeners to share with friends who may be recently thrust into this somewhat more introverted lifestyle. In her post, she encouraged other homeschooling friends to share resources for quick access homeschooling curriculum that her non-homeschooling friends could use as they were quarantined due to COVID-19. The post was flooded with resources and words of encouragement that is so characteristic of the many homeschooling communities I'm a part of that I was inspired to share some of the soft skills of homeschooling here today. First off, there are lots of reasons that people start homeschooling. Some, like me, plan on it from the early years. Others decide to start homeschooling for health, safety, lifestyle, or educational reasons. Others still find themselves in situations where there's just no other option. No matter when the idea crosses your mind, it can be totally overwhelming and somewhat of a culture shock. Today, I'm going to share a couple of the lifestyle and rhythm hacks to help you adjust to this new way of living and share a little insight on what draws people to home education. There are two broad types of homeschoolers, those who do it intentionally and those who do it out of necessity. Those who do it intentionally have read all the books, looked at all the philosophies, shopped all the curriculum, and feel convicted in their choice. There are several different homeschooling cultures that stem out from this camp. Those who do it out of necessity would prefer a more traditional education method, but want to make their homeschool experience seamless so that their kids can integrate back into the traditional system easily and not get overwhelmed with the homeschool culture and philosophy. My general audience is the intentional homeschooler, but today, with many people finding themselves doing school online from home, I thought I'd speak to the homeschooling out of necessity crowd with a couple of helpful ideas from those who love to do what they do and also give a little perspective on why this lifestyle works so well for us. When my sister-in-law first told me she was going to homeschool her kids, I thought she was crazy. The only thing I had known about homeschool was that homeschoolers were a little weird. How do they get socialized? Are you qualified to teach? Where do you find high quality curriculum? What about those rites of passage school experiences they'll miss out on? I asked her all the questions. My brother-in-law overheard me on the phone with her and thought that I was berating her. When in reality, I was just trying to process what she was thinking and to understand why she would want to do this. By the end of our conversation, I was completely convinced but that's a story for another day. My point today is that home education was a big shift from anything I had thought previously, and I wasn't sure I could do it, even after I wanted to. At this point, my oldest was just a baby, so I had years to plan and prepare, but I empathize with those who find themselves thrown into it. There are many all-in-one curriculums and online schools available, which is where most homeschoolers who rapidly switch over start with. You may still be enrolled in your public school and simply doing classes online for a short time, in which case your curriculum is taken care of. This podcast isn't going to go into the curriculum options available because those are endless. But if you don't already have a what you're going to teach figured out, I would recommend joining a local homeschooling group on Facebook as they are a wealth of information and eager to help you get started and find the right direction for what will meet the needs of your family. You can find everything from rigorous private school level curriculums to fast, cheap, and easy get the job done. They can help guide you into finding what meets your needs. Today, instead, I'm going to talk about the ways to make the transition easier on your family and how to enjoy some of the perks of the lifestyle and give you a little bit insight as to what it means to homeschool on the regular. The first key to homeschooling is having a rhythm to your day. The best secret tool in the arsenal of homeschooling moms is to wake up before the kids. Now hear me out. 
It does take sacrifice, but it will change your entire dynamic of your day. If you're going to be home with them all day, it is so important that you get some time to yourself before you're in go mode with the kids. What this looks like is different for different moms. Sometimes it's exercise or coffee and a good book, journaling, or writing out your plan for the day. Personally, I wake up, do yoga, start a load of laundry, make my bed, get myself ready for the day, pray, and do dishes. I like the feeling of having a jump start on the day's chores and being able to greet the kids after an hour of quiet. After you do your morning routines with the kids and are ready to start schoolwork, I recommend starting with something you love. Pick a great read aloud to cuddle up on the couch. Watch funny science YouTube videos. Go on a morning walk or play classical music while you draw. Whatever your family does that helps you feel connected through learning. This calm and connection will help set the tone for learning in your home. At this point, I let my oldest do some of his self-directed work and start with my youngest and work my way up. The youngest will need the most help and attention with their schoolwork. It's pretty hands-on when you're teaching them how to read and do early math. This can be some of the most fun lessons as well, though. Remember that these little ones have such a short attention span and to limit lesson times to 5 to 15 minutes and have breaks between subjects. Do not release them to go play until they're done, though, or you will never get them back without a fight. By break, what I mean is to let them go to the bathroom, get a snack, talk with you, or run around the house three times and come back while you time them. The break needs to be directed in short. After I finished with my youngest, I check in on my oldest and see where he's at. Does he need help with his math? What has he done for reading? I ask him to tell me about the book and help him with subjects that are not as self-directed. Setting up a rhythm for what happens next in your day and sticking to the routine will help the days go smoother because the kids will know what to expect. When do you want to do lunch? Chores. Free time. Do you want to do some fun subjects together like geography, science, history, or maybe even play games? Games are a great way to practice skills like reasoning, spatial awareness, math, and just plain have fun together. If your family isn't big on games, have them pick up a handicraft like drawing, crocheting, origami, or things like that so they can fill their free time with productive projects that they can get lost in. Field trips, park outings, the library, sports, and other outdoor social activities go a long way in keeping kids happy, healthy, and balanced. If you find yourself in a situation where these things are not an option, get creative with how they make connections. Can they Skype with their friends, connect with a pen pal, or learn how to do Pilates for exercise? Absolutely, let them go play too. But too much free time without direction, especially for kids who are not used to self-directing for long periods of time, can make kids idle, like the end of summer break when they start driving you crazy. There are two things that I've noticed that makes a big difference in behavior and how the kids get along with each other and with me. I almost don't dare say the first one because it is such a lifeline sometimes when I need some peace and quiet. But consuming too much media like phones, TV, video games, and the like can really affect kids' behavior. I don't know the science behind it, but my kids, and many of my friends can attest to this with their kids, get bored so much easier when they get too much screen time. They get used to being entertained and forget how to entertain themselves. They get lethargic, somewhat addicted, and angry when the screens get turned off. They don't treat each other as kindly and are not as creative or engaged with anything that they do, including schoolwork. When you're at home all day, everything you can do to help encourage a healthy home culture will make a world of difference in your experience with homeschooling your kids. So I would recommend limiting the time your kids spend on front of screens and encouraging them to interact and get physically creative in their free time. Also, watch their diet. Get plenty of veggies, water, and not too much sugar. Sugar can have a similar effect to TV with the lethargy, short tempers, addictive behavior, and then just the highs and lows of blood sugar can totally affect their behavior throughout the day. If they feel better, they'll act better. 
The next key to homeschooling is your attitude. Kids will pick up on everything. You need to be able to invite them into your calm. If you don't have calm, then take a break from school for a minute and find it. Do some soul searching, praying, journaling, meditating, whatever you need to do to feel peaceful. If you're excited to learn, they will be too. If school is just a part of your day that you just flow into, then often they will flow into it with you. This will make or break you, I promise. So be calm and happy about schoolwork if you want your kids to be calm and happy too. Lastly, enjoy some of the perks of this lifestyle. Most homeschoolers who do this long-term take on a different perspective with the work. They move away from online classes and rigid curriculums and towards creating their own plans for what works with their family. I've seen many homeschooling families who get overwhelmed with online school but love their second year when they choose a more eclectic curriculum that suits their family and schedule. After a week or two of homeschooling, if you're still totally overwhelmed and don't get the appeal at all, keep in mind that homeschooling families often have time to take a break from school and to transition into a new lifestyle. A rapid change in habit is hard on anyone, including our little kiddos who are used to going to school, seeing their friends, and having the structure of a classroom. It may take time for the kids to get used to the new rhythm and routine, to the new family dynamics, and the new lesson structure. Once they're used to the changes, though, you may find you enjoy some of the perks that homeschoolers love, such as shared experiences that create stronger family bonds, field trips, science experiments that fail gloriously, figuring out that impossible vocabulary word or history mystery together, helping them have those initial aha moments, create beautiful memories, and sometimes inside jokes together. Siblings will also get along better as they develop friendships and look out for each other. Sometimes, when I need to focus with my kindergartner on reading, I'll send my third grader to go read to my preschooler. Other times, it doesn't surprise me when my preschooler will bring a book to him and they'll climb into a chair together. That sweet habit started as a way to let me focus with my kindergartner, but grew into a shared love of reading that they have together. Honestly, the family relationships is one of my absolute favorite perks of homeschooling. Another favorite perk is being able to do things on our timeline. If we want to go play at the park when the other kids are in school or check out a museum for the day, we can do it. If we fall asleep after a night of stargazing, we can do school and work in the afternoons. If we have a big gardening project when the tomatoes are ripe, we can work on that together and then do our assignments on Saturday. Our education is not confined to school hours or school methods, but that's another topic. Some online schools work better than others with this perk, but at least you get to eat snacks and wear what you want, right? Play with the flexibility and find joy in your day. Honestly, I can go on and on about the perks of homeschooling, but the last one I want to mention today is doing passion projects. What do they want to learn about? Do you have a dinosaur-obsessed kid, a little engineer, or a budding artist? Lean into their passions and let them have time to explore and develop their knowledge and skills in those areas. Don't be afraid to get your hands a little messy and let things take a little more time than you had planned. The beauty of homeschool is that you don't need to walk away from something they love to get onto the next subject. Stay as long as they are focused on it before moving on to the next thing and help them foster a love of learning. You are fully equipped to teach your child. You have the love and patience, even though you probably don't think that you do. You are resourceful, and there are so many amazing resources out there to help you get the tools you need to succeed. There are also entire tribe of other women doing exactly this, who can help you through the hard times and give suggestions on troubleshooting problems as they come up. Whether you send your kid to school or homeschool them, you are responsible for their education. No matter how you dice it, raising intelligent, compassionate kids is hard, but you've got them this far and you'll get them there. I know this because you're listening to this podcast, which shows me that you care about their education. 
Any parent invested in their child will raise adults that feel love, support, and confidence. A parent invested in their child will not allow them to slip through the cracks and will get them what they need, either at home or at school. I really believe you can get an excellent education just about anywhere a parent cares about education. Even if this is just a little bump in your path and that you are fully planning on heading right back to school as soon as you can, go ahead and take this time to enjoy connecting with your family and taking a look at something from a new perspective. Any of these new and novel experiences will just add to the richness of your family history. If you've been thrown into homeschool and don't even know where to start or completely lack confidence in your ability to do this, know that there have been many that have walked this path before you who raised happy, healthy, successful, and even non-weird adults. Take a minute to breathe, get your footing under you, and move forward with confidence. Enjoy the perks of this new lifestyle and reach out to those who homeschool for more support and ideas because we're in this together. If you'd like to hear more, feel free to check out other episodes or follow me on Instagram at Hatching Curiosity. And as always, stay curious.